0: Good day, everybody. This is Daniel with No Pain, No Spain on January the 8th, 2020. It'll soon be my 52nd birthday. Proud I made it so far. And the reason I say I'm proud of making it so far is because of the subject that we're going to speak of today, which is addictions. Why addictions? Well. Uh, I've been exposed to addictions throughout my life. throughout my first half of my adult life were mostly ruled by somehow some kind of addiction. It still is at some point, at some level. Actually, this this eager to do a podcast or to write essays or uh, or just to transmit my thoughts to you or to everybody, anybody who. Listens is is an addiction, but I'm talking uh, about the most serious part of addictions—addictions that actually damage you, the addictions that can destroy your life. When I was about eighteen, I had smoking pot, not quite a bit, but uh, pretty often, and never, never quite enjoyed it so much. Never quite found the. The knack of, uh, of being—I don't know—it is obvious that my uh, my brain wiring is a little different than a lot of people. Because every time I smoked pot, it was like <clears throat> I just felt in a stupor, like uh, just sleepy, and, and my mind didn't work too well, and time didn't respect its boundaries, so. Uh, it, it it seemed after after five minutes it seemed like two hours have gone by and, and I found myself just going what huh? we yes Try, trying to trying to figure out how the time shifts work and then I got hungry as fuck and I couldn't stop eating and then I slept for 18 hours I just didn't find the 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 any benefit of it nevertheless one evening it must have been around. I must have been 18 or 19, uh, in Mozambique. Uh, We all went to this, uh, I believe it was the only place we could all go to, which was Buzio. For those of you living in Mozambique at my time would probably remember. And uh, this friend of mine, I'm not going to say who, probably listening, said uh, he he had gotten some dope from up north, apparently from the province of Tete, which in in my days, was famous for producing the most high level quality of cannabis indica anyway the procedure by which this pot had been made was pretty funny because they they uh they they got some some goats and they stopped feeding them for uh, i'm not sure for a period of time and after that after they made sure that they shot everything that everything was out of their systems they fed them uh marijuana plants and thus the, the little pellets that they shit, once the were the ones they sold you. So they sold you dope marijuana in little balls, which was literally gold shit. This evening in buzio we after he offered me, me and some friends went to the beach, which is just in front of it. So we laid there and we smoked a joint, and. After 10 minutes I knew I knew I knew I knew something was not right and I started freaking out in, in unbelievable ways uh, it's time didn't make sense space didn't make sense my ideas just got entangled upon one each other all the voices that I heard were were modulated in Somehow I could always listen to, understand the last word of what they're saying. So, tomorrow. What the fuck? Uh, granted, I started freaking out badly. Uh, after that, uh, my friends decided it was uh, some, there were some new girls in town and they were in our group. So we decided to go dancing in Buzio. And finally, the torment, Armando, I think his name was. Uh, let us in because he would be an asshole he wouldn't let us in until late at night or sometimes he wouldn't just let us in at all but that night apparently he let us in for a small fee of course so we were dancing and jumping and just making asses out of ourselves when when my brain just went adios i didn't pass out But everything from then on started looking like a a movie, but like a a third-rate movie, and and not like a movie, but as if you're watching a movie. You're interacting, it was weird. Uh, End of story, or long story short, I ended up in Buzio's bathroom uh, in a stall, just in a corner in a fetal position for hours, or what it seemed like hours, just praying and asking God, the universe, Buddha, Mohammed, who the fuck ever was there, to make that pass real quick I had suicide thoughts I actually planned suicide Uh, it was bad it was bad it was bad so from that moment on I realized that particularly marijuana is not for me and up to this date up to today July the 8th of 2020 I have not yet smoked a joint since that day. That's uh, 30-something years. I've done everything else, though, and in large quantities, but that didn't allow me to smoke marijuana again. So one drug was out of the way. So when do addictions come in? And I'm going to tell a personal story here. That's uh, a sort of confession a lot of people know. A lot of people don't know, but I was a heroin addict for... For a little over four years, during the early nineties, it was a terrible thing. It was a very hard thing. It was a uh, one of my one of the, I guess, many actions throughout my life in which I've uh, tentatively destroyed everything and everyone around me. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the the self destruction gene that we all have which apparently I do have in large quantities but I want to talk about the process of becoming a drug addict. When I first of all uh, there I'm going to separate various drugs in this in this episode because I believe uh, marijuana, cocaine are useless, ridiculous, stupid drugs. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people will, will hate me. A lot of people will will disagree with me but forget it man cocaine what the fuck man it's just it's just a burst of energy your dick goes limp uh, you can't think straight uh, it gives you nothing it gives you nothing rather than a, 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 a small shot of energy and makes you feel like superman which you aren't And 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 your fall will be terrible. Plus, all your money will be spent on that bullshit. Forget it. Mm, You want to talk about real drugs? Go to the opiates. Those are real drugs. They will fuck you up like nothing else. They are. Just consider this: opioids are so good, so fucking good that you're willing, literally willing, to give your life for them. Okay, you are. Voluntarily destroying your life for opioids—that's how good they are. Let me tell you why they're good. First of all, because uh, heroin, in this particular case, or, or opium, uh, or any opiate der- derivative, the f- first thing that happens. Okay, let me let me let me step back a little bit. If you become an heroin addict, the first step you have to do is be as stupid and as imbecile as you can as you can as you will ever be in your life because the first time you smoke in this case smoking heroin you, the 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 uneasiness the the illness that you're gonna feel the, the 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 physical discomfort is of such degree that if you ever choose to smoke again you are an imbecile you are you deserve it i mean the first time you smoke heroin, you throw up your mother's milk, you, 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 your, your body starts twitching and itching and, and, and just uh, responding in, uh, in odd ways. Uh, diarrhea kicks in, fever. Uh, dude, if you, if you ever choose to do heroin again, I repeat, you fucking deserve it. However, I am one of those. I am one of those stupid fuckers who took heroin the first time, and the first time was pretty pretty average. The usual happened. We didn't smoke it, actually. We sniffed it, and uh, friends, some friends of mine were in, uh, in somebody else's house, and somebody had gotten that, because uh, apparently in Mozambique, uh, back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, was uh, the end of the line for the Golden Triangle of heroin uh from what i know it was cheaper and easier to bring heroin to mozambique and from there distributed to europe so for those for the period of time that i'm talking about there was a shit load of brown sugar in mozambique and i mean a shitload dirt cheap and mostly everywhere and there was very little police control very little authorities uh taking uh, fucking you up or anything so it was pretty open pretty open so uh, so after that, when you take that first hit, when heroin gets into your body and opiate gets in your body, yes, it fucks your body physically up, uh, but there is this thing at the bottom, and that's what's, that's what, that's what's really going to fuck you up. This uh, glimpse of, of an inner peace of... Uh, of an inner tranquility and silence that you have never felt before, and I, I think this is what catches you. It, it, it was what caught me. So uh, I remember that first episode. I ended up in the bathroom, like really screaming and shouting, vomiting blood, and uh, it was a, it was terrible. It was terrible. After after a couple of hours, when the effects were gone, I just c- couldn't stop but ask myself, how the fuck does anybody take this shit? Well, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, another friend of mine said, look, got some shit, you wanna try it out. Uh, I doubted for a second, I remember that moment because it was a very crucial moment, so I doubted for a second, but I said, yeah, I'm willing to, to go shitting and vomiting for a couple of hours or more, just for the sake of peer pressure. And we took it. And then the same happened, vomits, diarrhea, Uh, Uneasiness of the body, itchiness, it fucking your body itches like you want to take a part time job in a rake and retire to an island just to scratch. Um, But that inner peace, nanosecond, becomes a little stronger. A couple of days later, another doses, that inner peace. Before I knew it, a month or two had gone by. And I was taking heroin every day. I was very fortunate. Uh, I had a good job. Uh, I was well paid and my job did not require any mental, uh, any mental uh, sacrifice or anything. I was a chauffeur for the Red Cross. And uh, it was pretty simple. I just had to take the big shots of the Red Cross from one place to another, mostly to the inner country to see the villages and shit. So I, nothing, nothing strenuous. So, so heroin became a part of my life. It became such a big part of my life that um, after a year, uh, I couldn't live without it. I mean, only after a year I realized I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. But the thing is that <laughs> this inner peace, this inner tranquility that it gives you is so, 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 so dangerous that when the time comes to, when the question arises years later, in my case, when it arises, if I was willing to sacrifice that inner peace for death, my answer was yes. Yes, I was willing to die. I, I, I literally took the time to think about that, and I came up with the answer. Yes, I am willing to die, to maintain this inner peace, this absolute silence in my brain, this uh, ability to see beyond. Because heroin is a spiritual drug. I, I don't mean to brag about it and you know, nothing, but it's spiritual. It's, it's very, very, very personal. Uh, four years later, I started injecting. And in in opioids, I believe there is a there is many lines to cross, and uh, you cross all of them. But there's this final line, okay? The final line, in my perspective, is when you, because I smoked it, I ch- I chased the dragon, which is you put some aluminium paper, you roll up a banknote and burn it from below and set the fumes and that's it so but obviously after a while that didn't give me the inner peace that i was used to so uh, injection was the was the next step so i started injecting and i started getting that feeling again that 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 inner peace and that tranquility but also the fact of injecting became my milestone became the the, the line that I knew I had to make a decision. If I continued doing this, I would certainly have died and absolutely ruined everyone's around me, their lives. Everyone. Especially in those days, my mother. Or I could stop. But stopping heroin or any opiates is going head first to hell the brimstone's fire, it, it's indescribable. Look it up, look, some experiences of that. And if you wanna watch some movies, there's, um, I would recommend The French Connection, in which uh, Gene Hackman is, uh, they, uh, they kind of forced him into addiction and how his withdrawal from heroin is. I think they did a good job in that film. It is horrible, 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 anyways the day came when i was in my desk in my room cooking up which was the most sublime moment of the heroin experiences the whole paraphernalia the candle the the the, the cotton the needle the spoon you know the, the, all these procedures which i l- used to love because i'm a very ritualistic kind of person and so i was preparing everything the, the heroin was i had purified it i had filtered it i had it in the needle i was waiting for it to cool off i was just touching my arms and looking for a good place fortunately i always was very careful with that and, and never never uh, did it in a desperate way so my arms to this day you can you can die you can fucking spend hours looking for any any scars or anything and i had nothing so i always tried to do the right thing at least i, I didn't reach the point where where you don't lo- no longer care about that kind of thing so i was there in my table uh, waiting for the needle to uh to cool off because uh, you don't want to inject hot heroin in your veins and then the thought occurred i recognized i was very lucky i was fortunate i was blessed to recognize that that precise moment was the moment i should make a decision There was no turning back from whatever choice I made. I could either stop, which implied uh, diving into an absolute freakish nightmare, or I could continue living in oblivion with this inner peace and maybe last four or five more years until I end up in a dark alley with a needle up my arm and discovered by some marijuana smokers fortunately i chose the first one and why did i do that why did i have the power to do that first of all because i had family support okay i had an incredible mother who was always aware unfortunately for her poor woman of what i was doing and she tried to intervene in many times but she never really not only succeeded but i noticed that she never really pushed it she never really mm, really insisted in the fact so but i still had her support her unconditional support i knew that so so when the decision was made i knew that uh i, I would need help i would need very very serious help and and this is the moment i want to talk to you about because i uh this is a crucial moment in my life so i i chose to stop but i injected that doses it was ready so it was a little bit of waste Come on, so i injected that i waited for the flash to drop by for the silence to install i got in my motorbike i went home i spent about half an hour outside my mom's home just waiting for the for the effects to to mellow down Uh, might have must have been around midnight maybe 11 or midnight so I rang the bell she came out and when I saw her I I, I completely broke down I broke down I, I, I broke down like I've never broken down before all my vulnerabilities all my weakness everything came out and the only words I could say and the only words I actually said were help me my mother broke down too my mother broke down she she embraced me strongly and said, God damn, I've been waiting for this moment for four years. And God, I thank for that. Without her, <laughs> I would not be here. Literally, I would not be here. I was, uh, uh, what expected me in the next six months was uh i wouldn't be here okay so uh one of the the, the 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 main the main path for this for for to 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 get out of an addiction at least in my case and in heroin is to get away from it all because you create a routine the routines are very strong the the, the your daily life i used to have a good work i never quit working unbelievably enough and nobody ever knew I, I today i speak to people who knew me at that stage and they have no fucking clue other than i was losing weight then uh, that i was inherent. so the first step is to get away as far as far as far as you can so uh, my mother paid me a ticket to the united states where my sister was mm went there and I went through the worst six months of anybody's existence anybody the whole process of, uh, of withdrawal from heroin is about a year but the first six months mom fucking man I tell you <laughs> Jesus Christ I always say if you are able to quit heroin and then you fall back on heroin <laughs> you ain't never ever going out ever you can only survive that withdrawal thing once it is terrible it, it, it is terrible i um i, I used to bruise myself I, I banged my head against the wall hard i i try to break my legs you know, a few times i um just out of pain because the pain can is unbearable uh there is uh, there are these very strong pills uh, which i can cannot remember the name of it. God damn it. But they they use them for like heavy, 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 heavy surgery. And uh, I used to take 25 of these pills a day, a day, and still lived in pain. And I'm talking about it. I'm sorry about the noise. There's I mean, the, I'm in the countryside and there's a tractor passing by. So a uh, 25 of these pills a day I tell you my girlfriend during that time when we were I had a girlfriend the mother of my eldest child and uh, for, for, for I remember one night she she couldn't sleep she was anxious you know so I said listen why don't you try one of my pills and, and, and you will sleep and she took half half of one pill half of one of the pills I took 25 a day and she slept for 48 hours, 48 straight hours, so, and I used to take 25 and still had unbearable pain. Anyway, I'm not going to go through the details of that period. Uh, it was uh, horrible, but I came through. I came through and uh, I was very, very fortunate. Uh, some years later, I came back to Mozambique only to see most of my friends have either died of overdose or worse, literally. Human, human scums in, in the streets, just completely fucked up. But why do we go into this self-destructive process? Why do we choose this? Well, first of all, in my case, is uh, the silence, the, the the tranquility, as I so so largely insisted. Mm, this is something that you earn, you yearn every life, and this is uh, this is something I have not been able to feel since then. You know, or, or, or rather, I, I felt it a couple of times through meditation, or through, uh, through somehow unexpected moments of inspirations in the mountains or in the ocean. When you, you know these, these moments when you look at the distance and suddenly your whole, your whole inspiration drops by, but never, never, never at the level of opiates. Um, so this is a, a lesson to learn because. Um, I know this tranquility, I know this inner peace is fake. I know, I knew it all along, all along I knew it was fake. But it was there, but it was real as life for me. And it is real as life for many of the drug addicts out there. Uh, There is an opium epidemic, terrible opium epidemic throughout the world. In in Barcelona, uh, I I have seen uh, scenes on the street that I had not seen since the 80s uh, in downtown Raval or Bourne or Gothic quarters uh, people in alleys uh, shooting and when you're when you're walking stepping on needles and a lot of overdoses because of this fentanyl shit which apparently is terrible I'm so fortunate we didn't have fentanyl back in my time because I would have been gone but uh, we have to understand this, that many, many of the ad addicts today, uh, not all of them, because there's many sorts of individuals and many sorts of people, but most of them, what, they, what, what they're yearning for is this inner tranquility, is the ability to... A heroin has this quality, opiates have this quality of reducing your life into very, very basic Routines and they become the key to your life. Uh, so the hard t- the hard part of quitting heroin, uh, rather than than the whole missing the tranquility and the inner peace and the physical things, is to to expand your awareness into a different, into in, in, into integrating all the problems and decision makings that we have throughout our days back into our lives. When you're heroin, when you're hooked on heroin you have no decisions to make the only decision you have to make is to, is to go and buy some heroin once you have it that is it and, and and of course this is a very selfish thing and it absolutely destroys your world around you destroys the people who love you your family your friends your, your girlfriend or wife or whatever it absolutely destroys them but you are unaware of that you are in your world in your pool of tranquility, literally watching life go by. It's a very difficult thing to transmit, very difficult thing. Uh, the, about the opium epidemic in, uh, in the world. I remember uh, in the early 2000s, I worked for, uh, for an organization, which one of the things they did was, um, was uh, well, helped heroin addicts into the transition to a uh, regular life. So they made a program about, um, so they, they, they through uh, a Comunidad Santo Agilio, and I think uh, the World Health, uh, the World Food Program, and uh, some other organizations were involved into promoting to heroin addicts, to registered heroin addicts uh, that, they would pay and they would take care of a, of a withdrawal program. And if they succeeded in that withdrawal program, they would be guaranteed uh, a small flat and work you know, and a job, a paid job. That was a tremendously beautiful initiative. But guess what? It didn't work. As far as I know, and as far as I was involved, there is the, the results cases succeeding were absolutely zero. Now, why? Why, 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 why? If everything was promised, everything was was guaranteed, well, because that inner peace is very hard to give up. As I said, it is so good. You're willing to sacrifice your life for it, and most importantly, other people's life. But this program that I'm talking about, Became successful after a while because somebody, somewhere, and I never knew who, had this fucking brilliant idea. And it was magical, the idea was. So, we're giving heroin addicts the possibility to withdraw, go into a rehabilitation program. And once they've done that, we give them a home and a job. Well, let's do. Let's do that backwards. How about rather than rewarding the fact that they went through withdrawal or rehabilitation, how about we reward them before they went there? So they know how it feels to have a regular life. How about we give them a, a, a room and a job before they go into a program, without without expecting anything from them, just to have them make a taste of what coming back to real life is. And God fucking damn it, it worked. I never knew where this idea came from. I think it was from some uh, French organization. Uh, some, some some small town in France had installed it, and it had worked good, so they transferred it to Barcelona. And uh, I left that program in 2004, I think, and uh, it was a, a tremendous success. Because, why was it a success? Because you have to start integrating them into life into regular life before expecting any major sacrifice from their life they have forgotten what regular life is they're gone forget it they don't know they don't know what regular life is anymore and they don't care so give them a taste give them a taste of that life and uh and they succeeded so there is no point in this podcast in that sense. I have no, no ideal conclusion or, or, or anything special. This is just a story I wanted to share. Uh, addictions are a terrible thing. Uh, if you know anybody you know of, somebody who is uh, in addiction, <sighs> I don't know, helping helping be there it's, it's it's a terrible thing it's a terrible terrible thing and they are not aware they are not uh, conscious of, of what's really happening they're out of the loop they're out of the loop so they're they're unable to see the consequences or the damage that's being done uh, outside of them it's uh, another of the programs for uh, heroin addictions is to minimize damage what they call the damage minimization which means that Rather than <clears throat> rather than, than insisting or forcing or or or, or, or somehow re- demanding that this person goes into rehab, which is also done but in very subtle ways, but rather than that is to make sure that he doesn't fuck up so bad, so that when he re- is released from that addiction, if ever he is, he has no baggage. He has done nothing so bad that he had to live with it the rest of his life. It's a risk uh, risk minimization, I think the name is. is for example, I mean, the, for if you're into heroin, you, you'd steal anything you find. Forget it. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're Mother Teresa, man. If you're the Dalai Lama, you're in heroin alley. You go into somebody's place, you are going to steal shit. Period. And you have got to try and sell it, and you're going to try and get some smack. So this program, what it does is that it, it, it gives them uh, free heroin, or not free, but you know they have to do some community work for a couple of hours to get their doses. So that means they don't have any penal or legal things awaiting them if ever they come out of the uh, of the heroin of the heroin addiction. So once if they decide to go into into, into program, uh, nobody's going to come chasing them for things they did while on heroin. And, that's, uh, and that's, that's a very important thing. And so in case you know anybody on heroin, just, if you can, if it's within your possibilities, if, it's, if it's, uh, it's very difficult, I know, but minimize the damage that they're doing so that whenever they choose, if they choose to come back to regular life, they won't bring any backpack with them. And with this, I'm gonna say goodbye. Um, I'm, in, uh, I'm in paradise, I'm uh, again my family and i decided to take three or four days off Uh, not from work but from the city and we're in the mountains and we're we're just in paradise and this is better than any addiction this is daniel with no pain no spain please do share if you think this is worth it have a great day guys